You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 73. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's JC here. Oh my goodness, this interview today, it's going to blow your mind. I was just editing it, and I honestly just fell back in love with this amazing woman of God. Today I have on the podcast, Faint Adams. She is the CEO of Chosen Vessels Apparel. If you don't know who Chosen Vessels is, please pause this right now and go search it out. They are an amazing apostolic company who use their apparel and their products to spread the gospel and to talk about who Jesus is. And they have just such a powerful message to the world. And Faint is so amazing. Guys, this interview is almost an hour long, and I can't think of a better way to end season three than to have Faint on the podcast with us. So this episode is the last episode of this podcast season. We are going to be taking a short break, and I'm going to have a special bonus episode all about my new book, Give It to God, Girl. And then after that, we will come back with a new season four all about testimonies, and that will be a collection of of testimonies from different guests that I cannot wait to share with you. But today I share with you a conversation that I have with Faint Adams as she shares how Chosen Vessels even started. She talks about where the idea came for Be Apostolic and how that unfolded, especially the Be Apostolic Day at NAYC. We talk about why people stop working for their dreams when things get hard, why it's important to follow through, and... We talk about having a vision and seeing it come to pass even when things are crazy or when it seems weird and how it's important to just do what we can and believe that God is going to meet us in our miracle. Guys, you are just going to love her, her wisdom, her personality, her humor. I'm just amazed at this woman and I'm so glad to call her a friend. So here we go, guys. This is the last episode of season three of the podcast. We will be wrapping up the season with this episode, and it is a good one. So this is episode number 73 that I am calling How to Pursue a Dream with Faint Adams. Hey, guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. Summer is upon us and what better way to celebrate than with some sweet deals. I have an amazing group of business ladies who have sponsored the podcast, and they have a treat just for Hello Awesome listeners. My friend Chantel, a two-time podcast guest, runs the very successful modest fashion clothing brand, Nuggles. Aiming to always provide beautiful, comfortable, and affordable apparel, Nuggles desires every lady to embrace modesty with style. You don't have to break the bank or sacrifice that morning latte when you shop with Nuggles. In fact, Hello Awesome listeners can use the exclusive 10% off discount code by using Hello Awesome 10 during checkout. Head to nuggles.us to browse their full collection today. Again, that's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S to shop high quality products to add to your modest wardrobe right now. Do you find yourself struggling to find a durable scrunchie that's both functional and cute? Seriously, look no further than So Vita. Guys, I am not lying when I say that I use Lucy's scrunchies every single day and my hair reaches behind my knees. So Vita is a handmade shop with beautiful and fun scrunchies, headbands, and more. Use coupon code PODCAST for 10% off your order right now at SoVita.com. That's S-E-W-V-I-D-A.com. Go grab a few goodies this summer and keep your hair off your neck with style. Be sure to also follow Lucy on Instagram at Sovita. Are you looking for classic modest pieces for your summer wardrobe? My girl Mandy over at Blue Thistle Taylor has timeless dresses, skirts, and handbags. Last year, it was such a treat to meet Mandy during general conference in Indiana, and I truly feel like we're soul sisters. I love her passion for simplistic modesty, and you will too. 
Just use our special code HelloAwesome for 20% off your order on BlueThistleTailor.com. That's B-L-U-T-H-I-S-T-L-E-T-A-I-L-L-U-E-R.com. Also give her a follow on Instagram at BlueThistleTailor. I don't know about you, but I struggle to find quality skincare products with simple ingredients that don't irritate my skin, especially in these hot summer months. While Rachel over at Oneness Essentials makes handmade soap and body products that not only look and smell beautiful, but they're perfect for sensitive skin like mine. I seriously can't wait to try her Cocoa Cream Lotion. It sounds like it smells amazing. Use code HelloAwesome for 15% off your order when you shop at onenesssoapbiz.com. That's O-N-E-N-E-S-S-S-O-A-P-B-I-Z.com. Make sure to also follow Oneness Soap Biz on Instagram for gorgeous product photos and updated business info. So when I think of summer, I think of hanging out by the shore and strolling along little shops browsing at the adorable clothing that I just can't afford. Can you relate? Well, you don't have to worry about that with Dress Like an Angel. Felicia is a pastor's wife and mama of two beautiful daughters who has been selling clothing for 30 years now. Wow, this woman of God is the ultimate mama boss. Felicia's shop, Dress Like an Angel, features stunning dresses, skirts, extenders, layered tops, and so much more in a variety of styles while highlighting the beauty of modesty. She even carries items for young girls like her best-selling lace tights. If you live near Starks, Louisiana, stop by their brick and mortar store that's filled with adorable, gorgeous clothing. Or use our exclusive discount code HelloAwesome for 10% off your order at dresslikeanangel.com. Keep up with their huge inventory selection, and future sales by following Dress Like an Angel on Instagram. Hey guys, we are back on the podcast with another incredible guest today. You may know her clothing brand, Chosen Vessels, but we are about to know the woman behind the business. Faint, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate you taking your time to be here can you please share with us who you are and what you do? Okay, well, I'm grateful to be here and for you to share your platform. Um, of course, my name is Faint. <laughs> that is my real name, F-A-I-N-T. And I am a creative, I would like to say a creative. Um, I'm a full-time entrepreneur and I am also the founder of Chosen Vessels Apparel. I kind of see the um, day-to-day operations and I'm able to work with my team to be able to give you guys amazing Christian apparel that is inspired by God and scripture. So that is who I am. This is what I do. (laughs) I love that. And I really am encouraged by your business. And I know that you reach so many people across all denominations. And I think that's such a witness just of how good God is. And I really wanted to have you take us back to the beginning because Every good thing had to start from somewhere, right? People kind of look at us with businesses and they think that we've always been this way. And I like to remind people, no. (laughs) Um, Right. So can you talk to us about how the idea for Chosen Vessels was born and your thought process as you started this business? Okay, absolutely. Um, That's a great question. You know, sometimes I find myself even stepping back to kind of reflect and look over, like to say, okay, when did this really come about? Or Mm -hmm. when was the thought of something really, you know, birthed? Or when did it take, you know, effect in my life? And as I look back over things, you know, I had someone actually reach out to me on Facebook a few weeks back and they were like, you know, I'm so inspired by you. You know, your life is completely changed. And I remember when you used to draw t-shirts for us at school and I'm like, wait, you know, I did do that, you know, and so you kind of see something that was planted, you know, as a kid or at mm-hmm. a long time, a long time ago, kind of come full surface, and you don't think about all those things that got you up into, you know, this particular point. So, you know, to me, I will honestly say that it started 
you know, well, my desire to, to go into doing apparel and things of that nature, I didn't even know. I look back, I was designing kids, I mean, designing shirts, you know, as a child, it was something that my mom and my father and I, we did, because my birthday is typically around Father's Day, mm-hmm. and it always falls within that week, so we would go to Michael's, get puffy paint, draw on shirts, um, one half, or the first half of the shirt would be for my birthday, the other half would be for my dad's, for Father's Day, or for Christmas, we get it and we do, uh, you know, like snowmans and things like that. But I think that's when the, you know, the seat was kind of planted to do something with apparel. Um, and even in high school, I remember drawing and, and winning, you know, the, the contest for the senior shirt. And I'm not even that big of a drawer, drawer. Mm-hmm. But, um, and in addition to that, you know, I remember, you know, drawing quotes on shirts for people at school because they wanted shirts that look well with their shoes or matched to a tee. And some of those people still have those shirts till this day. Mm-hmm. As far as Chosen Vessels itself being birthed, um, when I left North Carolina and I moved to Tampa, uh, I was working in the education field as a admissions advisor at a local school. And we were always winning people to Christ, winning people to Christ. I mean, it was so epic to the point where we would leave on lunch and, you know, we'd do a Bible study or we'd witness the people. And sometimes it was like instant results almost, but we would leave on lunch. Uh, someone would get baptized. They come back, hairs wet, you know, speaking in tongues, barely can operate Great at God. work. Cause they're like something, something happened. Yeah. And, you know, and I remember a lot of people don't know, um, you know, I remember, you know, one of my managers at the time called me in the office and said to me, he's like, look, like, these are the exact words. He said, he's like, the conversion, they have to stop. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because at this point, I'm just on fire. Like, everybody needs to be saying, we're going to do this. And so, um, you know, at that particular point, you know, we don't want you guys really talking about it. You know how it is in corporate America. We want to create an atmosphere that is conducive for everyone and that mm-hmm. everyone feels welcomed and, you know, don't operate this way or you may not dance to this when everyone else is marching to this beat. And it was really more so that out of a group of 30 people who, um, you know, did this celebration every single morning. Um, to dance and do these things to suckler music and all these different things that I no longer did. Um, they said that it was almost as if though we were, I was judging them, but I had to pull it back in perspective because my brother who also worked at that, who was also working there, put it in perspective for me. He said, well, listen, thing, if it's 30 of them and it's one of you, who's really doing the judging? Yeah. And so, you know, I had to step back and say, wow, you know, one person can make an impact and not just one person, because we know that the Lord is there with us. And a lot of times it's not just about us. And so I said, well, you know what, if you're not going to allow us to talk about it, I will respect that. God, we have to have another way for the conversation to be had without me actually having to be the one who may um, initiate it. And so that's when we start putting the Acts 238s on the shirts. That was actually the first shirt. And when we start putting it on there, you know, and we had Acts 38 on the front, full scripture on the back, people would read it. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 I love God too. Well, then, okay, you've now opened the door. And I feel that because you've opened the door, when you mentioned Jesus, you know, you mentioned any scripture, because we're children of the king, we then have the ability to talk about it, you know. And so that's really what it was birthed out of. And I didn't see it as being a super huge brand in the beginning. It was just a way to start a conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I took my money, I invested into it, um, you know, and, and that's really how it came out. And people start asking and we were still able to have the conversations and we have this annual Memorial Day picnic at our church. And I was kind of afraid to let people know that I had did this thing. And uh, most people was like, we see no shirts. I want one. I want one. I want one. And this was before we were able to get the, you know, the, the best materials and all these things yeah. we were just doing. And God, I believe that God really honored the fact that we just did it. Like I just stepped out on faith. So um, I hope that that answers your question because, you know, it was really birthed out of wanting to do something big for God. And I would have never imagined that five years later and, you know, we've been at it five years, but more so aggressively, probably the last two and a half to three years, that it would have been where it is now. You hope for those things, you desire those things, but to see it becoming, you know, it's a, to, to manifest, it's completely different. It's completely different. 
Yeah. And I love that. I love that God used a gift of yours, you know, designing and just to be creative and use it for his glory. And I really do believe that the creative ministries, like you said, open doors to conversations. And I think that's just so powerful. Thank you for sharing that story because that's such a great foundation, um, especially for your designs. When I do see your designs, I truly do believe that they are a great witnessing tool. Um, and I do know I've seen many people share how they have used your t-shirts as a witnessing tool you know, out in the world. And that's really what it's about. It's about opening those conversations and getting people to talk about God with you so then you can share who he really is. Absolutely. I agree. So what has helped you get past the challenges that comes with doing a new thing? You know, you're getting all these orders now uh, in the beginning and it's kind of all new to you. So how, so what helped you get past like any challenges, whether it's personal challenges or just, you know, the basic society challenges or, or things like that? You know, that question can go so many different ways. Um, the way mm -hmm. I would like to target it myself, I will say like moving myself and people out of the way. And the reason why I say that is because sometimes we can be so, you know, wrapped up in our mind and wanting their approval and the validation of other people that we can miss God. You know, he said something, but then we get back into our natural mindset and we're like, okay, should I do this? Can I do this? Can I make this happen? And we get questioning and asking questions. And sometimes we can talk ourselves out of our own blessing, our own miracle. And sometimes, you know, we can allow our friends and those that are closest to us to talk us out of those as well. Um, I truly believe that, you know, most of the designs, like you mentioned, and the things that we produce, um, whether it's stickers, buttons, apparel, you know, t-shirts is our main thing, that those things are things that we were inspired by God. And let's consider this, even to me, this still sounds funny to this day, me telling my family and my friends, I'm leaving my full-time job or my full-time career to pursue business, but not just any business. I'm going to be selling t-shirts. <laughs> that still sounds funny. Yeah. You know, like if you think of that, it's like, you're going to do what? <laughs> you didn't tell me that you're going to start a creative agency and you're mm -hmm. going to have these guaranteed customers or you're going to market this thing this way. You say you're leaving your job to do this. And for me, I had to learn that it wasn't just business. It's more than just a brand. I had to understand that it really was a ministry. And although times may get tough and things of that nature, that God will still sustain because it's a tool that's being able to use to, to witness to other people, even down to the branding. You know, I made the Lord a promise, God, you know, anything that we try to send out, we always try to put like, obey Acts 238 so that that message is seen. Um, and, and most importantly, eventually it'll stick and then it'll, you know, it will apply. Um, we have noticed the influx orders and things of that nature. And then also for the natural side, dealing with systems, it's a forever learning process because, you know, a lot of times when someone makes a purchase from us or whatever it may be, you get a, a shirt. You know, you get an item, you get something that's tangible, but you don't see what happened in the background of it, what it took to get that, whether we had to go before the Lord to get an idea, you know, what it took to make sure that the legal aspect of things were taken care of and, you know, and so forth and so on, if the timing was right. And, so, you know, for me, with that particular question, those, there's several challenges that happen on the back end and you still have to you know, to push through them. Anytime you're going to do something new or something great for God, it's not always going to be accepted. It's not always going to be um, understood in the beginning, you know? And so that was one of the major things for me. I had to learn to move my, even myself out of the equation, you know, because God has given us some things to do or even quotes or different things to say, or we felt inspired to do a certain thing. And and all, I, all I'll know is then that, that thought will come across in a sermon. I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Like, there's my confirmation on that. You know, yeah. we probably have 10 or 12 T-shirts right now in the pipeline that we've had for a while, just waiting on the right time and to produce them and to, you know, to bring them forward. And even with them sitting there and we, you know, journal them or put them in our phones, I put them in my phone 
at the right time. And I think sometimes it comes along, it's like, okay, let's move. But with any challenges that come along with doing anything great, not just even business-wise, just anything to me is just getting self out of the way and allowing God to be where he needs to be in the center of it all and move forward with what, you know, he wants us to do and, and what he's given us. Because ultimately, you know, he'll give us the desires of our heart, of course, if it lines up with his perfect will. But in addition to that, just knowing and trusting him that, okay, this is the time to move forward with this. Right. Right. Thank you for saying that. I really do um, agree with that wholeheartedly. I think that is the most difficult thing is, is telling people this is what I'm doing. And then, you know, you're waiting for that approval, but you're not always going to get it. So if you're right. Uh, So if you're doing it because you want to be popular, it's not going to work out. (laughs) Exactly. And if it does work out, it's not going to last. Right. I heard someone make a popular quote. um, This is someone we went to a Christian event and the lady said, I don't want to be a um, she said, I don't want to be a public success and a private failure. And I was like, that is so powerful. Yeah. I don't want to look like everything is okay. And on the back end, there's, you know, there's nothing there, nothing there at all that I'm able to, you know, be able to, to have as substance on the back end and right. simply just falling apart. Because at that, if that's the case, it looks good, but there's really nothing there. And eventually it's going to come to the light, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I hear this all the time. And tell me if you hear this too, is there are people like you said that they, they get inspired and they have these dreams and they have these goals and they, they want to do some sort of creative ministry or they want some sort of business. Um, and uh, they're, they're asking a lot of good questions, um, but there's not a lot of follow through. And I found that a lot of people get to the place where they're they really have to, like you said, either get people out of the way or themselves out of the way to actually do something. Why do you think people give up so easy on a dream when things get hard? Because it's the easy thing to do. And, mm. you know, anything that's easy, it doesn't take much effort. And, and that's just the truth. So I have this saying that I always say that is do work. And so, like, if you say, think I'm going to release some new mugs, I'm like, do work. And what that means is that put some action behind what it is that you want to do. And then I expect for you to come back and say, think I did it. This is how I'm going to change it. This is what's happening. I'm like, sis, guess what? You did work. Like, you did that. Okay, what's next? And see, what happens is that most people, they want to eat a cake, right? They want cake. Cake is good. You know, it's not too much of it. It's not good, but mm-hmm. it's good. And, you know, we, we fellowship, we, we have fun. People want a cake, but then when you give them the flour, the sugar, the eggs, the butter, the oil, the baking powder, the cake pan, and you tell them you have to clean up after this. And when we're done, we got to wash the dishes. It's like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> I don't want all that. I just simply want cake. Or a, as a matter of fact, I don't even want the whole cake. I want a slice of cake. Let's make this easy so I can get this done real quick, satisfy my temporary feelings, and then I'm able to move forward. And it's like, if you knew what was going to go into preparing it after all, the, all that, we don't want the process. And because we can't always see the process, sometimes, you know, you go to do something different. You bake a cake and you never bake the cake. Oh, I didn't know this goes in here. I didn't know that goes in here. I didn't know I was going to have to melt the butter. I didn't know this was this, this, you know, this was going to happen. Yeah. So when you get in there and sometimes you're doing it, you don't get all the steps all the time when you're first pursuing something. Some things happen while, you know, you're doing it. And um, I think that that's discouraging when you hit a bump. And we think just because we hit a bump that it's not the will of God, you're going to get some resistance sometimes. That's how we grow. Um, just because we're Christian, just because we're, you know, apostolic doesn't mean that everything is going to be handed to us. doesn't mean that every idea is going to blow up. It doesn't mean that everything that we're doing is going to just blow up immediately. Some things are still process. There's still principles to this. And even after all the ingredients that, you know, that goes into producing a cake and, you know, um, doing these things a lot of times we we want the sugar we want what's sweet yeah and when you're pursuing a dream everything is not sweet it's not 
sometimes there's going to be those bitter moments and you have to get through them and you have to keep going. And the thing of a dream, when God gives it to us, if it's an aspiration that you may have, he doesn't show us everything that it was going to take for us to get through it. You know, there's this little, um, I don't know if you should call it a meme or some type of just picture. It goes around on social media a lot where it's like what people think entrepreneurs do or what you think is going to be the process. Mm -hmm. And it looks like somebody riding a bike going straight up a hill. But what's really happening and you see it and it's twisting and it's turning, it's going up. You think you made it. It's come back down. Then you go down a little bit further. You come up. But the end result is that you made it if you're consistent, if you continue to pursue it. And it doesn't mean that it's not going to be difficult. But if you're moving, even if it's slow strides, you're not stopping and you continue to move. And I think the thing with people is that you, you know, you have to continue to go and you have to continue to move. And as a visionary, you have to give people the grace to see what you what you see and they don't. Mm -hmm. You also have to give people the grace to enjoy the moment after we arrive to where we're going, even though they had doubt, because everyone is not called to be a seer or a visionary or an entrepreneur, because if that was the case, we would have no one to be able to give what we're gifted in to. You know, we're all a body, so we're not all called to do the same thing. I remember when I said, you know, hey, you know, we're going to take this be apostolic and we're going to make it be apostolic day. When I said it, it was so big that it shocked me. I was Mm -hmm. like, what did I just say? Oh, my goodness. Lord, help me. But when I said it, it was at a position where we didn't have the money to do it. We probably didn't even have the full design yet at that point. You know, um, Tiffany and I had just, you know, reached and hooked up. And, you know, um, and we, were, we had be- built a friendship years prior. We had did some things together. And, you know, when we were able to collaborate. And I told her, I was like, let's blow it up because I'm into doing stuff real big. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And when, even when we reached out to you guys, we had mm-hmm. no idea I wanted it to blow but I don't think that we could wrap our minds around what was happening. And to see, um, just mentioning, you know, the Be Apostolic Day, to see the children and the youth alike and even the adults come together for something that was common and it blew up and people are driving by, blowing their horns at us. And even when we go in grocery stores, people are like, oh my goodness, wow, you know, uh, I love that shirt or I know what that means and, and, and whatnot. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like it's just bananas, you know, but God knew the entire time. He's just looking for a willing vessel to say, okay, listen. And he stepped in because it was none of us, you know, we were submitted to the process or willing to do it. And he stepped in of course, and, you know, made up all the difference. So to me, you know, it's easier to quit. You know, I remember being up five, six o'clock in the morning, getting those shirts complete, sending them out to you guys, um, getting ready for NAYC. I had been sleeping like a day or two before we actually got there. We're hanging on, get there the first day, didn't go as anticipated, but God knew and he just came through for us. And I just used that particular example because the easiest thing to do is to quit. We had machines went out like a week before we had to get all kind of stuff. But the easiest thing to do is to quit. And when you're leading people, you have to be able to say, even when it don't look like you're going to get there, even if you don't think you're going to get there, guess what? We're going to get there. Because if I tell you that, if you already couldn't see it and you were doubting anyways, if I put more doubt on you, we're not going to make it. Yeah, for sure. I was going to talk about that too. I'm glad you brought that up because, um, you know, that slogan that campaign, Be Apostolic, really took on a life of its own. And Listen. when you put it together and then you reached out to us and you sent, you know, those shirts and I, you know, I posted the shirt. I was like, I love this shirt and I love this message. And I was just excited to share my testimony because I was not born apostolic. And so I wear that proudly because I know what it means now. I know what it means. And it's so powerful to say be apostolic it's so simple but it's not you know what i mean and when everybody was sharing their testimony and sharing hashtag be apostolic it just blew me away 
And I, I actually had a niece, um, a, a couple of nieces who went to NAYC. I wasn't able to go, but I gave her my shirt and I said, you need to wear this on that day. Go wear this wow. on that day because I'm not going to be there, but you are going to be part of something bigger. And sure enough, wow. when people were posting about that day, it seemed like everybody had one of those shirts. So that was that, that must have been a God thing, like you said, because for you guys to pull that off with thousands and thousands of people there, that was just amazing to see. Yeah, we just went in as a normal vendor. Like, this was the first time that um, they accepted vendors directly into um, or associated them with the organization at all. Previously, before that, people would go and they would go into the hotels and things and get vendor spots or rent out space and things like that. And even the location wasn't the greatest to find. But the fact that people were still able to connect with us and find it was it was it was really something. It was definitely a blessing from God. Like, it, like you said, it just took a mind of it all. And then when you get back and you look at it and you see what people are sharing it and even in the um, the newspaper, the picture that they chose was a guy lifting his hands. And he had on a Be Apostolic shirt. Wow. And, and then also, in addition to that, we had one lady that was on um, a Spanish news channel. And she was giving her testimony. Or she was doing something for the school, I think. But she wore her Be Apostolic shirt. And, you know, mm. so it really, it, it, it really took a mind of its own. And it and obviously was definitely the will of God. And it's a statement that's so powerful that it gives you the opportunity where people want to know, you know, what it means how you know as, what does that mean is it different you know for you to just have a scripture on the shirt that's powerful that's wonderful the word of god is transforms you know it relates you know people are able to relate to it but would be apostolic if you didn't even know that it was something that was god inspired it would still make you ask what is that or you know mm -hmm. if people pronounce it wrong and and all kind of things which is still great because it gives you an opportunity to minister to them and to you know to speak with them so i'm just grateful to god for the collaboration and that we were able to to blow it up and um and, and move forward with it and connect also with apostolic advocate and just open up the the uh different opportunities for young old alike to be able to witness and even with that, you have some people that's, you know, even say, oh, it's more than just wearing a t-shirt. And because people, and I had to learn that some people are just not used to doing something that's non-traditional, you know? Right. And, mm -hmm. and, and that's okay. And in that season, I learned that that's okay. Everybody is not going to understand everything. Right. Yeah, it's true. And this actually, this kind of brings me to the next question. And then I'll go back to my other questions from before, but I really wanted to know in your own words, why should we be proud to be apostolic? I, I know it's loaded. I know that's a loaded question, but I really want to. I really want to know from the words of Faint Adams, <laughs> why should we be proud to be apostolic? I think that there's again so many different ways and angles you can go at that question. For me, in my own personal opinion, I think it's a beautiful thing because it's our it's our heritage. You know, people like to feel loved. People like to belong to something, even if it's not necessarily the right thing to belong to. That's why you have so many people in so many different groups, whether it's gangs, whether it's things that just don't glorify God. People want to belong. They want to have some sense of belonging to something. And what's greater than belonging to the thing that we know that's the truth? You know, you may not agree with what we believe, you know, but um, I had one girl when I worked in corporate America, she said, I don't quite understand what you believe, but you know what, you always, you're, you're always consistent, you don't budge, you don't change, yeah. you know, and, and, and that's what drew me into you is that even when you were saying, you know, everybody was saying that they were Christian, but we hear them slip up and cuss or they act different. You've been consistent. So belong to, and we're not perfect. Like we haven't arrived. We're flawed. But to belong to something that is the truth and to know that God handpicked us because it was nothing that we did. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was not just based off us that he handpicked us and allowed us the opportunity to be a part of something that's great and to be a part of the truth because a lot of people love God but they don't have the truth. And, and eventually, you know, they'll walk into it, you know, with his love and kindness he's drawn us. But I think that we should be proud of our heritage and we should be proud of even our standards because a, a lot of times, you know, even if you don't quite understand them up front, 
you know, they're a barrier of protection. And it's an amazing thing to be a part of, to know that, that God has, you know, like I said, handpicked us and this is our heritage, whether you're first, second, third generation, or even beyond that, it's just a beautiful, you know, it's just a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we should be absolutely. proud as well that he's trusted us to represent him. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, let's think about how, how, you know, how great that is. And we just reflect on the small things, like mm-hmm. the God of the universe manifested in flesh in the man Jesus Christ trusted us to be a representation of him despite our shortcomings. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it just speaks so much of how good he really is. And it really just shows other people that no, we're not perfect. Of course we are flawed. We that's, but that's why we need him. That's why we don't always get it right. Right. We don't always get it right, but we're trying the best that we can and we're holding to our convictions or at least we should be. Like you said, we're trying to be consistent in our, you know, in our walk with God, because that's our, that's our witness. That's our testimony. You know, if we say that we're following Jesus, if we say that we are apostolic, then, you know, we need to act apostolic. And, you know, when I, um, that actually reminds me of something that I wrote in my latest book, The Glitter Effect, which is about the power of influence is, you know, there's another, there's enough people out there who say that they love God, but they don't act like they do. Mm-hmm. There's enough people like that. And, you know, it's not to be in a judgy way, but the world has already seen Christians who don't act loving, who don't act forgiving, who don't act like Christians. So why don't we act apostolic and why don't we act like the difference? Well, that's powerful. <laughs> I guess I went there. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> you're preaching, sis. You're preaching. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I guess this is the microphone that God has given me. So, well, anyways. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so I really wanted to know, I mean, I know that was a big highlight for you. Would you say that that was the greatest highlight since having Chosen Vessels, or can you think of another highlight? I think it's definitely up there um, when I go back and I look at the different things because, you know, I'm like, man, this is banana. Sometimes, you know, with the whole uh, pandemic that we're in, sometimes I'm like, wait a minute, like, you know, I, I, I miss being on the road but I'm grateful mm-hmm. that it's allowed me the opportunity to kind of sit home and to scale back and to, you know, put things into perspective as well. But I think the highlight of it all, to be honest with you, um, that's, again, it's definitely up there, but I think that the, um, the major highlight is just the ultimate act of faith that is stretched through. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, we know what the Bible says in Hebrews about faith, that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of those things that are not seen. Sometimes as saints, we can trust the Lord enough to fill us with the Holy Ghost um, and things of that nature. But we can't, um, you know, we don't trust him for other things. We don't believe that he'll heal us sometimes or our faith may waver in those departments, which is okay yeah. because everyone is not, every man has dealt the measure of faith. But I think that for me, um, the, the biggest thing is, is that to see something that you see in your mind's eye or a desire that he may have given you or allowed you to have and the fact that he scratches you out. And I think it's the, the, it's been an act of consistently trusting God and, and, and learning more about him and learning that we're not always going to be in control of a situation. Um, you know, like for example, every day, you know, being an entrepreneur, you can go to a job and you can lose your job, you know, but it's consistent, you know, okay, I'm going to go to this job Mm -hmm. every week. They're going to pay me $1,200. They're going to deduct the taxes. This is how much my, my mortgage is. This is how much my car note is. I'm going to pay my tithes. I'm going to pay my offering and we're going to live for God. And that's just it, you know, but for me, you know, and anyone that's full-time and entrepreneur until you hit a certain point, you don't know what today is going to hold. You don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. You don't know exactly what it's going to be like. And granted, you can go into your job and they can say, well, it's been great knowing you. Um, unfortunately, we made cuts. But the probability of that happening, you feel a little bit more secure. You understand what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Versus doing something on your own. And it's forever learning process. So like, for example, with the entire thing with uh, COVID-19, you know, this was going to be one of our months. I had it planned out. I went to buy, didn't go to sale. I just went to enjoy the conference. 
um, came back, went to Atlanta to a, a youth conference in Atlanta. Great conference. Um, March was going to be a down month for me to come home, get focused, figure out the direction that we were going to go because a lot of times I'm so much in it that I can't work on it. So I'm like, March is going to be great. And then April, we're going to hit up. We're going to go to the ladies conference. This is a good conference for us. It's only 45 minutes away from home. Overhead is not too expensive because, mm -hmm. you know, we're in our state. Then after that, we're going to go to the Cool JC conference, one of the great conferences that we do extremely well at. And then we were just invited to do NA, um, not NAYC, but um, HYC in the New York metro area. And they were super excited for us to go because I, I forgot in February, we had just came back from the first time of us ever doing winter fire. And so a lot of people like, come to New York, come to New York, come to New York. I'm like, I've never been to New York. I'm scared, not scared of New York, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm so Southern. It seems so fast. I'm used to, hey, how y'all doing? You want some yeah. sweet tea? But it's not, like, it's not like that up here. <laughs> I'm like, listen. No. <laughs> you know, I've dealt with people from New York when I lived in, I worked on the base in Fort Bragg. And I'm like, you guys are, you know, they're just straight to the point. And it's not mm -hmm. that they're rude or anything. It's just their culture, you yeah. know, and versus us, they feel like we're probably a little bit more slowed down. How you doing? And we're overly too sweet. What's wrong with these people? Why are they speaking so much? <laughs> what is a yes, ma'am? And a no, sir? Are you calling me old? You yeah. know what I mean? That's just, you know, that's just our culture. But ultimately, um, you know, back to what I was trying to say with this, I was like, Lord, you know, we're in a, in a funny position right now. And when all those conferences went, I was like, wow, this was our peak. Like this is getting ready to go into the conference season to sustain us for summer as we continue to go forward. And I was in a point, I'm like, what am I going to do? Am I going to, you know, mm. pick up a job? Am I going to find something to stay at home? And this is me. I, I, I did not even plan to tell you this at all. Picked up a little small job, stay at home, worked it for like a week. Um, the, it actually got, the contract got removed. We were helping with the SBA with, as far as with small business laws, right? Contract position, nothing permanent. Knew it was never going to be anything permanent because I know where my heart is. Did it, they transitioned it to another position. And the background check just took a long time for it to come back. Now, why mm -hmm. it took so long? I don't know. I don't know if it was because I was, they mentioned it because I lived in the state of North Carolina. And then I also lived in Florida. Um, and it hasn't been full 10 years of being in one state, right? And, um, and I'm like, well, God, you know, is this you telling me, like, just trust me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're, you're worried about this. And, and you're trying to fix it on your end. And I told you and I gave you a promise, like, can you just trust me? And I'm freaking out. I'm like, well, listen, I still got bills. I got to still keep this thing afloat, mm -hmm. even if it's only temporary. And I can tell you no lie. This month has been one of the most challenging months because we had a graphic designer who went that we had and he's went into pastoring full time. And I understand that. So we can't use him anymore because I'm not going to get in between what you're doing with God. So, you know, and things happen. That's okay. Mm -hmm. um, we had, you know, someone that failed on the other end of some other aspect of the business. I'm like, everything that could go wrong went wrong at this time. We had a machine that went down. Extra money that was, that was not anticipated to spend had to go to that. And this month, no lie, without all of those things that we were used to that would help us to market and do all these great things, has been the highest grossing month year to date. Mm. And it was almost like God was saying, you were relying on you mm -hmm. and everything else that you had reached to yeah. sit back and watch me. And I'm like, I was like, whoa. When I pulled the numbers, I'm like, this is, this, I couldn't even, you can't tell it, let me tell it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because everything that I'm like, we're going to do this, we're going to reach out to this person, we're going to do this graphic, we're going to do this. The graphic designer, the new one that I'm working with and all those, these things just came about within the last week. They started falling back into place. And it was like God was saying, I'm going to show you, it was never you holding you up anyways. So yeah. to me, that's the biggest highlight is in the midst of it, things that's going on on the back end. It really showed me how to trust God and it scratched my faith um, bigger than what it had ever been scratched before not just financially but just knowing him to now be a provider in a way that i had you know 
when it's going good, you can't say that God is your, you can say he's your provider, but you, you haven't been tested. Right. Things are good. You know what I mean? It's two, to me, it's two times where it's the, you know, the easiest to fall off when things are great and when things are bad, because when things are great, sometimes we can think it's us. And when they're bad, we're like, where is God? Mm. But, and, and that's the truth. This month has, it's been crazy, sis. It's just been bananas. And it's all God. It's been very humbling. Very mm. humbling. Yeah, that's encouraging. Wow. And that's really, I mean, that's really where, I mean, he works all the time. But he really works in the pain, in the heartaches, in the weaknesses, you know. He works in the darkness. And that's what we have to understand is, He's not just good when things are good. He's also good when things aren't good. <laughs> Correct. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so difficult for us to realize, like you say, sometimes it's easy for us to walk with our sight and not with our, you know, spirit. Um, but I, I really do. I want you to, I want you to take some time if you don't mind. Can you talk to the person out there right now who has a dream? Maybe they want to own their own business. Maybe they have they feel like they're being called into a ministry. Uh, maybe they want to work for themselves, but they're just feeling stuck or discouraged. Maybe they have people speaking into their life who probably shouldn't be speaking into their life. You know what that's about. Uh, what advice would you give someone who is not sure what steps to take right now? How can they, how can they move towards trusting God? Really, really good question. So I think that, um, First and foremost, you definitely need to be able to speak with God and make sure it is what he wants you to do. Or if you feel a burden or if you feel that you should be moving in a certain direction and it's been on your heart, you know, journal it, write it down. So that way is you can see it, you know, and it holds you accountable before and that you have it there. Um, one thing that we did, I did this year that I had never did before was I um, uh, created a, um, a vision board because I went to a vision board party. And um, even though I don't think mine looked as great as everybody else's, the point was conveyed there. And, and when I go into my office and I see it every day, it kind of holds me accountable to some of the things. And as I see them come in the past, you know, I'm able to check them off. You know, there's always going to, and research as well, speak with the Lord about it and also do the part that you need to do and put your faith in action. There's always going to be people that are going to be saying, you know, well, you need, don't leave your job until you've saved six months salary you know, don't go to sleep, work hard, do all these different things. There's always going to be these things. And if you put them in the proper space, they may indeed help you to become successful. You want to be strategic in the things that you, you know, that you want to do. And, and some of the greats have done that when it comes down to business or even doing anything in, for, for God in the kingdom, you know, making sure that the timing and things are right. But most importantly, making sure you don't let it paralyzes you to the point that you're not moving. Mm. Like when I told you, I said, we're going to make it be apostolic. It scared me. Like it knocked me down. I was like, oh, what mm -hmm. did I just say? Yeah. It should put some type of like, did I really say that? We're going to have to deliver. God's going to have to come through for us. <laughs> this thing has to work. But in the midst of doing that, don't let it put the fear of grip on the grip, the, the grip of fear on you where you're not moving and you're just stuck. Even if it's on the back end, even if it's little steps, keep moving, keep moving. And you'll notice that as you're moving, I believe the Lord will be like, okay, I see her. I see him moving. They're doing this. They're, they're looking up what it takes to start that LLC. Okay. Mm -hmm. They activated me. I can now move. The scripture says, command me. You know, we just, we forget that we can command some things. You know, we can ask the Lord for some things. We can go to him boldly. And, and, and with that being said, we are able to move forward. And once we start doing that, okay, I researched what it takes to take the LLC. You know what? I may have not, I may not have the money, but I've researched it and I have what it takes. I've done this part. Only thing I'm missing the money. The Lord may lay it on somebody's heart to give you the money or to help fund you. Who knows? Or something because you've done that, that's now released the next person to say, you know what? I was getting ready to start my business or I've started my business and this is what I've learned. And they're now giving you information that most people are paying for because we have favor, you know, yeah. but a lot of times because we're not doing work, we're not activating our faith. We're not moving forward. It doesn't allow the doors in front of us to be unlocked. Even with speaking with you, from my perspective, I'm the type of person where I'm always on the back end. 
Mm-hmm. When we were at NAYC or when we go to a conference, I'm the one who's folding the shirts in the back, you know, um, getting them or making sure that they're neat. And people are like, whose idea was this? And then now my team is like, that one right there. And then people are like, I just want to talk to you. You know, I'm like, why are you, you know, what, what, what can I do for you? And they're like, they told me that you were the one that came up with this. This is so encouraging. You know, or people write us, we've taught Bible studies because of this. And not that I want to be at the forefront because that's not my desire, but because I'm still there and I'm around, God is like moving it and starting to shift it. You know, you, I think you reached out to me about a podcast before and I'm like, sis, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm behind, I am behind the scenes. And now, and even with speaking with my pastor and my leadership, he's like, baby, if, if, if the Lord is opening up doors for you, I've literally, and I'm not saying this to both us because I, I don't think. I don't think I'm a great communicator, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, this month alone, in the middle of the pandemic, four or five people reached out. I want to talk to you. I want to know who you are. I want to know more about the brand. Wow. These are not little people. I'm talking about people that have, you know, that have a lot of accolades that that are well known. Got an opportunity to meet um, Matthew Tuttle. His mm-hmm. wife called, like just crazy stuff. You know what I mean? That I'm like, oh my goodness, what? You know, so being in position, even if you don't know what you're doing immediately, if you start to learn and you allow God to teach you and you're doing it as you're going, the doors will open, but you have to go. You have to move. You can't sit on it because I believe that if you don't do it because it is the will of God, he will raise up somebody else who will. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But but I'm not preaching. I'm not trying to preach now. (laughs) That's okay. Um, I love it. And I do agree. I think if we are not willing to step up, it is God's will. He's going to find somebody else willing to do it. And it's not going to be the same as the way you would do it. Everybody, God still has created us unique individuals, and we have a unique way to do things. But however, it gets done and his, you know, his will is done and his name is glorified. That's going to be the end goal. And I really do appreciate you sharing that because I think that's so true. You know, faith without works is dead. So we can't just sit back and act like, you know, God's going to feed us, you know, with silver spoons. You know, Uh, he has blessings. He has things that he wants to give us, of course. And he does give us things freely all the time. But when it comes to a dream and when it comes to our calling, we have to be the ones to say, okay, am I going, am I going to do the follow through? You know, am I going to take the step forward? And yeah, it's scary. It is scary. But, you know, God really placed it on my heart that sometimes being brave is just doing it anyway, even if you're mm-hmm. scared. You even don't have you to know crazy. all the answers. Even if you look crazy doing it. We will. And we will look crazy. <laughs> Especially to those that don't know. You know, nobody knows mm-hmm. what God directly told you. Right. You're going to tell someone, the Lord told me to leave my job or I felt led to leave my job because everything ain't there always God. I believe the Lord yes. is saying sometimes like, you do it, you know, and if you do it, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to move, right. you know, so when I made the desire to, to do it, to leave and, and, and move forward, because a lot of people don't know, we didn't make our first online sale till a year after the website had been up. Mm. So, you know, a lot of people don't remember that we went to the first NAYC and it did not go the way I anticipated it. Mm -hmm. But people will remember those highlights and those pinnacles and those things that were, you know, that that, that made you look like you've arrived and and don't even know on the back end what's going on. But that's okay. But because we did it and, you know, we went back and I guess the Lord was like, listen, they're not stopping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And and, you know, this is all a process. So what, that's what I like to tell people is when they ask for advice and stuff, give yourself grace. This is a process. Let yourself enjoy the steps of the process. Don't, you know, if you, if you have this idea in mind, that vision, you can keep moving towards that vision, but, you know, also cherish the moments that you have right now because God is teaching you lessons as you get towards that place. And when you get to that place, there's going to be another place. It's continuing. It's never going to be the end. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait, that's growth though. When you're growing, there's no end to growing. So if you feel like if I get to, you know, point A or point B and then I'll be good, you won't be. 
you shouldn't be. When you get there, you're like, wait a minute, it's another road that leads yeah. to this. Exactly. And that's yeah. the thing with this. It's never, you're always learning something. It's always a different day. It's always room for us to do something, you know, whether we're scaling back, whether we are figuring out, whether we get this design, whether we see this trend, you know, it's always something that you're learning. You know, I got to the point even this month where I made a decision. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get a coach. I actually have two of them. You know what I mean? Like, cause I want to do better with my time. And then another coach, cause I felt like I had put in as much as I could, as far as growing the brand to where um, I wanted to be. I felt like, the, you know, people would tell me the pictures, the marketing, all this stuff is on point. And I'm like, that's just, mm-hmm. you know, that's just God helping me. And then I got to the point where I was like, you know what? I need to, to, to do more because I felt like I reached all that I could do. And it was more that we could have been doing. What are some things we can do? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to grow it, to get it. Cause I think the product is amazing. I think we have time, you know, is there always room for improvement? I think we do we genuinely have a premium product. I'm big mm-hmm. on making sure that what we deliver, that you, it feels good. It makes you want to wear it. It doesn't feel hard. Like it's a t-shirt that you want to put on that is soft. So I didn't think it was a product issue at all, but I wanted to make sure that we were able to reach more people. And mm-hmm. I had to step up and say, you know, let me go ahead and reach out and, you know, even do some interviewing with people to get me a coach. And, and just like my pastor said, you know, everybody should have a pastor. Your pastor should have a pastor. I think that anybody that's doing anything should have some form of accountability and should also have a coach. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. We should be accountable to somebody else, you know, in authority. And just for the fact that they know things we don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's really important. You know, if you get to the place where you think you don't need a teacher, um, then you actually should get two teachers. <laughs> Or, or three. <laughs> or three, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, Faint, ma'am. I mean, I really do appreciate your heart. I appreciate you sharing your story. You really are a shining light in our faith, in the movement, but also just as a person, especially in a world that's just nuts right now and crazy. I really do feel that Chosen Vessels is that light and it's opening doors and conversations in so many people's lives, literally all over the world. And so I just want to thank you for your ministry and for you sharing your heart. And um, I seriously love everything that you're doing. I love your personality and your creativity. How can people connect with Chosen Vessels online with you on social media? How can they contact you guys? Okay, well, we're online. Um, Our website is cvapparel.com. Or you can just type out the full thing, chosenvesselsapparel.com. But I like cvapparel because it's a little bit shorter and easier to memorize. Mm -hmm. Um, And on Instagram, we're at Chosen Vessels INC. And on Facebook, we're at Chosen Vessels Apparel. And um, we're getting ready to do a bunch of things, and we're making some changes to the website and wanting to do a few things that's going to be very cool, like to get engaged with college ministry, uh, campus ministry and things of that nature. And also, my personal page, if you anyone's interested in connecting with me, this is so out of the norm for me because I am so, like, behind the scenes. <laughs> it's on um, uh, Instagram at CEO Faint and um, on Facebook, this is Faint Adams. But um, that's how you can uh, certainly connect with us and get in contact with us. And if, once you're on the website, if you have any questions or anything in regards to that, you can always get with us and, you know, connect with us that way and shoot an email from the website and be able to get me or someone from the team. Yeah, for sure. And I will say, if you follow Faint personally on Facebook, prepare to laugh <laughs> because you are funny. And I love your posts. I laugh so hard in obviously good ways. And I just would have never thought about some things that either you say or that you post and I just die. And I, I'm like, it, it cracks me up so much. And so I just appreciate you all around. Oh, goodness. That is hilarious. Someone told me, oh, so you're so serious on Instagram, but on Facebook, you're just hilarious. I'm like, you know, I've learned, it took me a long time, sis, to understand and to learn that when God saves us, he saves our soul, you know, our mm. personality. You still still keep your personality. And, 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 I, and I wasn't always receptive of that at the beginning. I wanted to be quiet and reserved and all these great things, but he made me like funny, like, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as it's in the right, place right time in the right you know setting like it's, I'm just a goofball and and, and 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 more more lately people like think you don't understand the, the laughter and stuff you don't know what that did for me and so I'm learning to accept that yeah 
Yeah, I hear you. When people say humble and meek, I don't know what that is. I, when I think of my family, um, we're Puerto Rican, so we can be loud. We can be, you know, just opinionated sometimes. And I'm realizing that God has kind of, um, you know, uh, smoothed over my edges a little bit, but I am, I still have that personality. And so I can still serve God, um, but being careful with my loud mouth and being careful with the words that I say, but that doesn't mean that I can't have joy and be silly and goofy, like you said, and just have fun. And so I really do appreciate that about you. And that's the beautiful thing, if I may add, because, you know, that's one of the things that draw people to you, because ultimately the goal is to win people to Christ. Bible says that he that wins souls is wise. He, she, you know, you know, just a general statement. When people can see that we can laugh, we can giggle, we don't have to laugh and giggle and do the things that, that way that they do it. But if we're naturally, you know, just able to be relate to be relatable to, you know, that opens people up to know more about us and mm-hmm. they see the way that we live, but also see that, you know, that we're human. Right. Well, thank you so much for, you know, just taking time out of your day for pushing past this comfort zone. I know it's not easy, but I really do believe that you had a powerful message today and I hope it encourages the people that are listening. Amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity again. We'll have to do it again sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Maybe, maybe we could finally meet at Winter Fire. We keep passing by each other. Maybe we can actually stop and shake hands in person. <laughs> yeah, go get something to eat. <laughs> you know I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to HelloAwesomeMinistries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.